Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sobanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode 20, Exit Strategy. It originally aired on May 3rd, 2001, and had 4.07 million viewers. Yeah. So, Back with the part two. Part two. So we open at the mausoleum at nighttime, and we see this like close up of a spider walking up a web. And then we see Prue walk in, and she's calling for Phoebe, who is asleep against the tomb. So Prue wakes her up and tells her that they should go home. And Phoebe says, no, I have to wait here for Cole. And Prue tells her that he'll know where to find her, and they get up. Phoebe says he's been gone over a week, and Prue says he probably just hasn't found a safe way out yet. She says, what if he can't? What if the Brotherhood found him out? Prue says even if they did, he would put some sort of spin on it. Figure out a way out of it. Come on, you know Cole. He knows what he's doing. You don't make demon of the century without having a few tricks up your sleeve. She says, I just hope he's okay, Prue. And they walk out together. So now we see that, you know, they give us a time frame of reference that Cole has been missing for over a week now. And poor Phoebe is probably just absolutely losing her mind trying to survive this. And what's going on in her head would be, I would be driven crazy at this point. No, definitely same. But also, is she just like sleeping at the mausoleum every day? I know, it's a little weird. Maybe bring like a sleeping bag or something, babe. I don't know. Like, it's just every time. It's like weird because like Bruce said, like he knows where you live, like doesn't have to be the mausoleum but maybe it is that whole like oh it's the only safe place he knows they can meet or something idea going through her head i feel like she's I just mean, checking all her boxes when he was on the run a few episodes ago he had no problem uh shimmering into her bedroom <laughs> oh apparently you're right it's true they concentrated pretty hard that day. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> oh god concentration that'll never not be good so I like again you know through coming here and like trying to make sure she's okay and checking on her and like poor Prue is probably so worried she's being such like the mom you know like anytime things like this happen she's always the mom figure and plays that role and it kind of like brings me back a little bit to a couple episodes ago where she's having those thoughts of like oh I'm you know you guys don't need me anymore that I can't be there and she's like see we like we do need you and you still can be there for us like just because it's not all the time that we're like kids and you have to take care of us doesn't mean that like we don't need your support and your help in moments like this like she still has that role you know yeah exactly I wasn't even thinking about that but that's so true like I feel like she could never fully just let that part of her go it's never gonna happen you know yeah definitely Anything else to add here? 
just, you know, the episode is obviously reminding us in case we missed last week's episode, what the continuing plot line is. Exactly. So now we are in this underworld cave and Cole is laying on an altar with a bunch of candles out cold still. And Raynar and Tarkin are there and Raynar's holding his hands over Cole glowing red. Raynor says, it seems our brother's suspicions were well-founded. I see sickness, the kind that only comes from being in the world of light too long. It's contaminated him. Then Tarkin asks how it's possible, and he tells him that his human half was infected. He's in love with the charmed one, and says that she's not only loved him, she's turned him against us, sent him here to destroy us. Tarkin's like, well, then we must destroy him. And Raynar says, you have so much to learn, Tarkin. You don't just kill a demon like Balthazar. He's like, but he betrayed us. And Raynor says, and in doing so, he's acquired the knowledge of how to kill the Charmed Ones, something other no other demon's been able to accomplish. That, with his power, makes him a very precious commodity for us, one worthy of saving. And they decide they just need to remove what we awa- reawakened his human half, the witch's love for him. Dun, dun, dun. So what's their plan? To make Phoebe not love him anymore? Seems How like are we going to do this? Like, I'm so curious about how they plan on pulling this off. It's like, I'm so interested. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a really interesting setup. Um, I will say, because I have to comment on it, this entire room is a major fire hazard. This whole <laughs> in the cave. Yeah, I'm thinking they're not so concerned about that. And, like, once a fire starts in that cave, there's no oxygen. Like, it, it's not good. It's a good thing they can all shimmer. True. <laughs> not Cole's unconscious body, though. True. Fair enough. Maybe that's it for Cole. He dies in a fire in the underworld. True. Right. That's that's actually how this storyline ends. End of episode. <laughs> yeah. See you next week, guys. But oh, my God. Anyway... I think that his power is cool too, that he's like reading Cole's mind or like seeing into his visions or something. Interesting. Almost like he could see his memories. Kind of again. Maybe that's uh, what it is. Yeah. Kind of again, like um, Litvak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who could do that? So many callbacks to Litvak's episode. I know, right? Aside from that, like their plan is cool i like that you know obviously uh tarkin is just like pretty pissed off but raynor is like the calm leader who's you know wise in this situation and like you know the whole reason why they're keeping him alive works for me it makes sense you know yeah definitely i think the switch in tarkin's character from last week wanting to forgive him to once he knows about the betrayal being like well let's just fucking kill him and then of course raynor kind of having that more like introspective like wait Mm -hmm. let's think about this kind of thing and it kind of reminds me of how Cole is like always thinking a little ahead I think Raynor might have a similar quality there yeah and we know he did say he taught him everything he knew so oh wait no he hasn't said that yet spoiler (laughs) sorry so then we have a theme and after we come back we're in the manor in the kitchen in the morning Piper's at the table going through a bunch of like paperwork and folders and Leo walks in with a little dictionary and he's like practicing his French and doing a really bad job at it but like can't white lighters speak all languages? I know we already like learned that I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah. So bad continuity. Yeah. But anyway, so she's talking about how they need to get him a passport for their honeymoon trip to Paris. And he's like, well, I could just orb us. And she says, I would rather fly Air France than Air Leo, just like every other normal newlywed. So you want to spend lots of money to fly for many hours rather than orb. I know. I would never want to do that. Like the she's just so hell bent on she's just so hell bent on having something somewhat normal. (laughs) But it's like you would have so much more money to spend on your trip if you didn't pay for the flight. Oh, trust me, I know. (laughs) I'm well aware. I don't know what she's thinking. But whatever, Piper makes that decision, and then she finds his birth certificate in the old file that Dan gave her about Leo, and she's like, you remember him, don't you? And Leo (laughs) says, let's see, perfect hair, cleft chin, tried to steal you away from me? Vaguely, vaguely. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells her it isn't going to work because he was born in 1924, and then she takes it away from him and says, no, you weren't, and starts talking about how she used to do this with her report guards, and she's going to change 1924 to 1974. She's like, wait a minute, that makes you 27. That's younger than me. Maybe I should change another number. He's like, <laughs> Piper, this is completely legal. She's like, yeah, well, so is marrying a dead guy, okay? Let's not get technical. Then Prue walks in to get coffee and asks them what's up, and Leo's like, probably three to five years in jail if we're lucky (laughs) and Prue's confused and Piper says never mind were you up late working again she says no I was up late looking for Phoebe they talk about how the mausoleum has become like her second home and Leo asked if there's still no word from Cole and Prue says no and you know what you would think that he could take three lousy seconds just to shimmer and let us all know that he's okay Leo says maybe he can't Maybe he's afraid he'll get caught. Piper says maybe he already has. And then Prue and Leo look at each other and they both look really concerned. Piper don't give a fuck. (laughs) No. Piper was not interested. She's like, I hope he has. No. Yeah, I know. Seriously. (laughs) She's just too concerned about the birth certificate. Yes. This trip is Piper's number one priority. Exactly. We know the one track mind. She's not letting go of this. So I love this, like, little you know coupley moment between them where they joke around and like it does seem very coupley to me it's real and genuine and I it's like fun to watch I love the teasing about Dan like I know like that was that was really funny it's so realistic like that's how I I'm like that too I'm like oh you do you remember this guy like I love fucking with people like that no wait so I'm gonna bleep their names out of this but I'm gonna tell this story so the one time when me and we're hanging out and like we were in his car and like the text came up and it was like from I was like oh your old girlfriend's texting you like yeah I do that all the time and he got so mad and I was like I was joking please relax so dramatic oh but I like how Leo plays into here it here too like good job Leo way to be a good sport about it I know (laughs) perfect he's like vaguely 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 Also, when she's like, that makes you 27. That's younger than me. We need to change another number. (laughs) It's just, it's so real. Like, it's such a funny moment. I loved it. Yes. 
Also um, confirmation year of Leo's birth year, 1924, which was the same year that that episode took place in. So I guess he died literally the day after that episode. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I knew it. Like, I knew it. We we did that math and we were like, something doesn't add up. So how old does that make him? Well, it depends on exactly when he died. So if he died earlier in World War II, 18, at the oldest, 21. Right. And, you know, that is very clearly an 18 to 21-year-old man standing right there. Oh, yeah. If I ever saw him, that's probably the the guess. I would ID him, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I would be like, um, sir, I need to see some ID. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not following, you're not fooling anybody. (laughs) Like, the 27 is definitely not more believable than the 18. Yeah, not at all. No. (laughs) Wouldn't have made more sense. And aside from that, the whole colon Phoebe of it all, I like Bruce's concern for her, you know, like I had said earlier, and I'm just kind of pushing the plot forward with that, you know? Exactly. I mean, some of it's a little bit of exposition just to get us caught up, but it works. So then we move to back to the underworld cave and Raynor and Tarkin walk up to Cole and Raynor wakes him up and says, good to see you're still with us, Balthazar. And he says, what happened? And Raynor says, I tried to kill you accidentally, of course. I didn't recognize you in your human form. My mistake. And Tarkin's like, not many are strong enough to survive an energy ball, Balthazar. You're lucky. And Raynor says, forgive me. And he offers his hand, and then Cole takes it and gets up, and he says, how could I not? After all, you taught me everything I know. And he says, well, not everything. And Cole says, how long was I out? And he says, long enough for us to investigate reports that you'd crossed over to the other side. And Cole says, rumors, not reports. Then Tarkin says that they don't blame him, even though the Phoebe thing is suspicious, and that he didn't tell them she was a charmed one. And Rainer's like, it doesn't matter that you stray, Balthazar, as long as you come back. And he tells them that he has an assignment for him to get a magical amulet from a witch. Then Rainer wipes his hand over his head to give him the information about where information about where to get it and says Tarkin will back him up. And then he shimmers out and Tarkin says, you think he'll actually get the amulet? Rainer's like, yes, but not before he tells his beloved witch what he's about to do. And that should plant the first seed of suspicion in her heart. And he smiles. This guy knows what he's doing. He's got this plan laid out. Yes, he does. Also, one thing I want to point out here, where's Clea? I know. I was thinking that too. Clea's just gone. Yeah, they decided actually no more women in the Brotherhood, I guess. Tired of that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually all because you complained about her last episode. They actually went back in time and erased her from this episode. Great. I'm so thankful. <laughs> it's all for me. But um, I think that obviously Cole got his lying skills from Raynor here with his little like quick, oh, it was accidentally that I tried to kill you. Like I know. He kind of killed that. They're good. They are good. Also, I love Cole being like, rumors, not reports. Right. Like, okay, Cole. Also, I didn't even notice, I know you pointed it out last episode, but I didn't notice until this episode that he kept a secret that they were the charmed ones. I know. Which also is like a little bit illogical to me, just because like everyone knew that the triad sent him to 
like try to kill the charmed ones. So did right. they think he just fell in love with a random witch on the side? I know that's that's what was like a little dumb to me too. And also they were there and saw like that it or no because yeah they saw that it was like all three of them, and knew they had these like powerful yeah I don't know like it just was like you would have assumed you know yeah like I would have taken a guess like hmm, there are three of them they're very powerful Cole was after the charmed ones maybe they're the charmed ones right maybe maybe that's who we fell for but, but you know plot's sake it's what we exactly. do exactly so then we're in the manor in Phoebe's room and she's sitting at the vanity and she sees Cole shimmer in and she's like, please still be there when I turn around. And he is. So she runs over and they start kissing and saying how much they missed each other. And Cole says, they've given me an assignment. One that if I turn down, she asks what it is. And he says he can't tell her and sits on the bed. And then immediately tells her. He's like, no, I know. Asked- I was so confused about that. <laughs> he's like, they asked me to steal an amulet from a witch. Don't worry, I won't hurt her. She's like, you can't do this. He's like, you think I want to, damn it? Phoebe, I just have to buy some time so I can figure a way out. I'm In the meantime, I have to at least pretend like I'm evil. She's like, yeah, but don't you see? If you turn into Belfazor, then you will be evil. And he's like, what makes you think I'll have to? She says, because an amulet protects. It takes someone of great strength to overcome that. Why do you think they chose you? He says, to set me up, perhaps. Raynor may be on to me. She's like, who's Raynor? He says, he's the head of the Brotherhood and my old mentor. He has the power to read thoughts. And if he's read mine, she says, Prue and I will come with you and watch your back. He says, no, 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 you can't. That could be exactly what Raynor is expecting you to do. He could be setting me up to get to you. I have to do this alone. And she starts to argue, but then he then like sits in his lap and holds his face and he asks her to trust him and to concentrate on finishing the potion (laughs) and he says if it works Belfazor will disappear and Raynor won't be able to track me and he kisses her and says then we can be together and they start making out and he shimmers out and Phoebe like wipes her mouth and looks super sad oh I love their energy together how happy they got when they first saw um each other and like just the way they sunk right into like each other and everything I love it so much it was adorable Mm -hmm. um but I have some questions here okay so if the key to them not being able to find him was just making the potion why didn't he just do that at the end of last episode instead of going back undercover that's what I'm thinking too why do you have to play evil instead of just stripping your powers like you wanted then that would solve this no like I don't literally and then also when they say that like him turning to Belthazor will make him become evil again we've already seen him turn back to Belthazor this season yeah and it was fine to that was literally Piper's wedding episode yeah and also in the episode with Prue's wedding like when Phoebe, like, gets him to shift into Balthazar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't evil again after that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, they're just throwing this in there for plot's sake. I know. Like, it's really weird, the references to, like, almost like the temptation and addiction that they keep throwing at us, but it has never It was never there before. before. Like, they should have been establishing that all season long if that was what they wanted to go with in these two episodes. Exactly. 
So a little weird. Yes, but I mean, interesting setup here with the amulet. That's obviously going to be a big part of this episode. Mm -hmm. We get the reveal that Raynor was his mentor, which I mean, we kind of got from last scene when he said that he learned everything from him. Exactly. Just them thinking, I mean, you know, having that idea that this might be a setup, that something, they may be doing something. But I feel like in their head, they're thinking, oh, it's either to get to the Charmed Ones or, yeah, like probably just to get to the Charmed Ones or something. Whereas it's actually he's secretly trying to like turn Phoebe against Cole, which is like he's digging another layer to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like they don't realize what his goal is, what his end game is. Exactly. And it's pretty smart of him because it's something so unexpected, you know? Mm -hmm. So now down in the stairway, Phoebe runs down yelling for Prue and Prue comes over and she's like, Cole's in trouble. I need your help. And Prue's like, okay, anything. And she says, we need to scry for a witch fast. And they run up the stairs. Also wanted to mention, like, I love that up there. She just like offered up Prue was like Prue and I will come with you like she knows that Prue's got her back right now through this and then she runs downstairs and it's like Prue Cole's in trouble here's what we need to do and she's like I got you you know I love yes that. I love their closeness I and it's I'm so, so different happy that like they've gotten back from where they were a little bit earlier this season after Phoebe's betrayal that now they're right on track with each other and best friends I'm so yeah, happy about it it almost seems like even more so than before you know like that almost built that rift almost built uh, a stronger relationship between them you know and sometimes that happens yeah so I don't know so now we are at this witch's store and Cole shimmers in and the witch is like who are you how did you get in here and he says just do exactly as I say and I won't hurt you just take off the amulet and put it down and she says I've been sworn to protect it and he says, and I've been ordered to steal it. And then he walks closer and she like steps back and he says, don't fight me. I beg you. And then the amulet shoots out a blue light and he goes flying back. Then he gets up and the witch says, you can't take it from me. And he says, maybe I can't. And then he like morphs into Balthazar and says, but I can. And he walks up and the shield comes up, but he fights through it and grabs the necklace and then grabs her throat, but let's go. And says, tell no one about the amulet, not even your white lighter. And he shimmers out and she holds her throat and looks scared. He almost went in there. So that's the first little like slip, right? He turns into Balthazar and then almost kills her, but controls himself. Yeah. So but I it's... guess if we're going with the addiction metaphor here, right? It's like he had one drink and he's starting to make a mistake, but he can still kind of keep that control for the moment I guess is kind yeah. of what they're going for here the little reference yeah exactly but I did like this scene I think it's well acted I think it's well put together we definitely see a lot of that internal conflict in Cole you know where he's saying you know just give it to me don't fight me like knowing that if she does he doesn't know what he'll do in reaction right exactly so then we're at the passport agency and Piper and nice. Leo are getting close to the front of the line. And Leo says, white lighter, is that my occupation or should I just put guardian angel? And the woman in front of them turns and like looks at him and Piper awkwardly says hi to her and asks Leo what's wrong with him. He's like, we shouldn't be here, Piper. This is wrong. 
She's like, wanting a normal life is not wrong, okay? In fact, it couldn't be any more right. For crying out loud, stop being so good all the time. And the woman turns to them again and Piper laughs and she's like, newlyweds, first fight. And the woman like looks at them and Piper's like, eyes front. And the woman turns around <laughs> and Leo's like, Piper. She's like, Leo, look, I love you, but I'm getting a migraine here, okay? We're not hurting anyone. We're not breaking any commandments, okay? We just changed a lousy two to a lousy seven. So let's go before I blow. And they're almost next when Leo hears the white lighter jingle and she looks at him and she's like, no, pretend you're out. And he's like, I can't do that. I have to go. She's like, Leo, you can't go right now, okay? We've been waiting in this line for two and a half freaking hours. And she points at the clock and it blows up. And everyone drops to the floor and the two of them kind of like look around and Piper's like, uh-oh. A new power for Piper. I totally forgot that it happened in this episode. I've been waiting for this to happen. I knew it was in season three and I knew it was coming, but I didn't remember in what episode. And I was like, yes, Piper finally gets another power. I know it caught me so off guard. But like once the episode started and I remembered the whole birth certificate thing, I was like, oh, my God, I think this is the one. And lo and behold. Yeah, I, I for some reason, I thought it was going to come up sooner. I thought it was closer to their wedding episode. But yeah, it is here, obviously. Yeah. Awesome, though. I'm so yes. happy. And I like when we get our explanation for why she got that power, because it does make a little more sense. Keeps it in in track. Yeah, I think the connection, once they explain it, is very clear. Unlike uh -huh. some of the things we've questioned with kind of Phoebe and Prue's powers. Yeah. About but time also, Piper got hers, though. I'm so happy. Yes. Finally, Piper gets another power. I know. And anyways, I like the whole little argument here, the funniness with the woman in front of them and uh, Leo's fight for her to be so good and, you know, not do anything illegal or wrong. <laughs> and it's such a funny argument because it's like you married a literal angel and then you're mad that he's so good all the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love it the comedy's there and it's obviously setting up our b-plot of Piper's new power exactly so now we go back to the witch's store and Raynar shimmers in and sees the witch huddled in the corner she asks who he is and holds her neck and says if you've come for the amulet it's gone he says and yet you're still here living proof that Balthazar has indeed gone soft and he throws an energy ball at her, and she screams and goes on fire, then fades out, and he smiles. So now he's going to try to make it look like Balthazar killed her? That's crazy. R.I.P. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but this is a good plan, because obviously that's something Phoebe would turn against him for, killing a witch. Exactly. It's very suspicious. So then we are in the witch's store a little later. And Phoebe and Prue walk in the door and start looking around. Phoebe thinks maybe that they scribed for the wrong witch, but then Prue notices scorch marks on the curtain, and Phoebe says that doesn't make any sense. Cole said she wouldn't get hurt. And Prue says, yeah, well, somebody sure fired an energy ball in here. She says, somebody like Cole, you mean? And Prue says, I'm not saying it was Cole, okay? All that I'm telling you is what I see, what we both see. 
for what it's worth, I don't think it was Cole. Phoebe's like, thank you. She says, but if he didn't do it, who did? And Phoebe says, well, Cole said that he thought he was being set up by his mentor. So maybe he is. Maybe they're trying to frame him. She's like, why? Phoebe says, I don't know. But if it's true, that means his cover's blown and we got to get him out of there. And Prue agrees. Then Leo orbs in and says the elders told him a powerful amulet was stolen. And Prue says they know and the witch who had it was killed. Leo says it was supposed to protect her. That's why they gave it to her. Only the most evil of demons could have had the power to take it away. Phoebe says, why would a demon want that amulet so bad? He says, it's one half of an ancient charm. Whoever connects the two amulets together more than doubles the protection power. With it, they become invincible. Prue says, well, that certainly explains why the Brotherhood wanted Cole to get it. And Leo's confused. Phoebe asks who has the other half, and he says they were divided between two covens. Not even the elders know who actually holds it. And Leo says the Brotherhood wants to destroy them so good can never use them because the amulets wouldn't protect someone evil. Prue says that they need to find the other witch, and Phoebe wants to work on Cole's potion and says that Prue and Piper should look for the other witch. Prue asks Leo where Piper is, and he says, uh, she's at the manor recovering from a little problem we had at the passport office. Prue's like, what problem? He says, well, she sort of blew some of it up. And Prue and Phoebe look confused. <laughs> so I like this here. Again, we got Phoebe getting so defensive when it comes to Cole. Like, it's give it a rest at this point. Like, I feel like, you know, Prue has more than proven she's not doing anything, you know? I like that she does support her still, though, and it's like, for what it's worth, I don't think it was him. And they still, like, can't understand why he's trying to set Cole up, not realizing that it's to turn him or turn Phoebe against him. Like, all of this is, like, working for me pretty well here. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I like, you know, Leo talking about how only the most evil of demons could have taken it, and then us getting the backstory on what it is, this protection charm. But also, don't the elders know everything? How do they not know who has it? I don't understand some of these things. Like, I'm Who's above plot them? sake on that. Who's above them? Literally no one, right? Like, like, because he even remember when he was like, oh, the my boss's bosses called them, or I don't even know, like all these higher ups and evil and good. And it's like, who's the boss of the elders i don't know <laughs> yeah, like you're telling me no one knows who has this amulet right like i don't understand Interesting. confusing and like if no one can find out how is raynor finding out like I'm i know how like... do you... yeah something ain't adding up there a little bit plot sake there yeah definitely so now we are in the underworld cave again and Cole is pacing around the fire hazard room. And then Tarkin asks if he's nervous. And Cole's like, impatient. Is there something you're not telling me, brother? And he says, actually, I was about to ask you the same question, brother. Then Raynor shimmers in and says, sorry to keep you waiting. I had business to attend to. The amulet? And then Cole hands it to him and asks if it was a beautiful death. And Cole's like, what do you mean? And he's like, the witch. How did you kill her? And Cole's like, I didn't. I'd never risk alerting the Charmed Ones just for the thrill of offing a low-level witch. And he's like, too bad. I would, and did. Don't make me clean up after you again. 
and he says, you shouldn't have killed her, Raynor. And Raynor's like, you're right, you should have. And Cole's like, you just told me to get the amulet. You didn't say kill the witch. And he says, some things go without saying. And Tarkin says, you want me to get the second amulet? And Raynor's like, no, I want Balthazar too. And Cole's like, let Tarkin. My strength isn't back yet. I could barely fight through the magic to get the first amulet. And he says, you can do it. I know you. You're the great Balthazar. You can do anything you want. You seem to have forgotten that. Find the witch. And he wipes his hand over Cole's head and says, this time show no mercy. Then Cole looks at him and shimmers out. And Tarkin says, you think he'll do it? And he says, we keep putting the bottle in front of him. Sooner or later, he's going to take a drink. Tarkin says, what if he doesn't? And Raynor's like, don't worry, I have insurance. And this white crystal ball thing appears in his hand. Again, with these alcohol references. That's what I'm saying. It's interesting that both him and I think it was Prue last episode who used the like alcoholic reference about Cole's shift to the dark side. Piper. Oh, it was Piper. Okay. Yeah. So interesting that everybody just compares turning evil to alcoholism. I know. Trying to make it more relatable, I guess. I guess. Um, but I do like this scene. Um, I like the setup at the beginning. The kind of distrust between Tarkin and Cole and how it exists on both sides and they're playing it. I also like the way that like Raynor's like, oh, did you kill her? Like all this stuff and then instantly reveals that like he did it. Like, it's yeah. like what were you trying for there to see if Cole would lie? I know. Like, I guess to see what excuse he would come up with, which again, quick thinking with Cole, he's good on his feet. Yeah, he is. And then I'm curious about whatever this crystal ball is that Mm -hmm. we see in his hand and how that's insurance. Yes. So then we're in the manor in the entryway at night. Phoebe, Leo, and Prue all walk in and Prue says that she's going to start scrying and Leo says that he doesn't think it'll work because the amulet wards off magic, all magic. Phoebe says that must be why we didn't find the first witch in time. We didn't get a read on her until after the amulet was stolen. And Prue starts to worry that they won't find her. Then they hear this like big loud noise from the next room and they stop talking and all look toward it and head towards the kitchen. So, again, if it was so impossible to find them, I, I don't know how Raynor knew where it was, but whatever, I guess. Yeah, like, if it wards off all magic, how is he magically giving Cole the directions to get there? I know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the one thing that I'll give is, like, okay, if it blocks magic, the sisters couldn't scry for her, but then Raynor shouldn't be able to find her magically either. Right. Unless he, like, literally had some private investigator searching to find it. It was actually Andrea's ghost from Death Takes a Hallowell. <laughs> yeah, it was. She's crossed over. <laughs> so now they're all in the kitchen, and there's exploded watermelon all over Piper and the ceiling. And Prue's like, was it a demon? And she's like, no, it was watermelon. And then Phoebe holds a towel over her head and says, honey, why did you vanquish watermelon? And she says, I didn't vanquish watermelon. I threw it up in the air and I tried to freeze it and it exploded. And she moves her hand down and the potted plants on the window still blow up. And she yells and turns and blows up a cabinet behind Leo. Then he yells and talks. <laughs> and she covers her face and Leo's like, this is the little problem I was telling you about. And Phoebe's like, okay, Piper, slowly put your hands down and no one will get hurt. She does it and Leo tries to comfort her but she tells him to stay away, that she doesn't want to hurt anyone. 
Then Prue grabs oven mitts and puts them over her hands and tell her to try the teapot. And she does, and it blows up. And then Piper cries, and Phoebe's, like, telling her to calm down. And she's like, I think your emotions are making this worse. And Leo said, I'm going to go check with the elders and see if they know what happened with your powers. Then Piper says, hurry. And Prue wants him to ask about finding the witch, but he's already orbed out. And then Cole shimmers in and says, I know where to find her. Phoebe's like, Cole. And he says, I didn't kill her, Phoebe, I swear. And she's like, it's okay, I know, we believe you. And she walks over and touches his face, tells him that he doesn't look so good and asks if he's okay. And then he says, I'm not sure. And Prue and Piper look away. Then Phoebe takes his hand and leads him out of the room. This moment with Piper here is so cute and funny. Like, I love it so much. I love like her whininess, the whole scene. Like it's so well acted. It's so well done. I love it. I know it's perfect. I'm living for it. And then, yeah, not too much information aside from Piper's new power getting out of control. And now Cole's here and knows where to find her somehow. And I'm looking forward to figuring out what their plan is for this. Me too. And the one other thing I'll comment on with Cole is the way they're having him like look all disheveled and stuff. It's obviously like that withdrawal reaction, right? Because he kind of had that one taste back of his addiction. And now he's like struggling without it and worried that he's gonna go back to it again now that he's relapsed. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think of it like that, but you're totally right. So then we go to the dining room and Phoebe and Cole walk in together and he asks how close she is with the potion. And she says, we're just missing one ingredient, Billings root, whatever that is. But as soon as I find it, then I can finish it. He says, I don't have much time. I'm kind of hanging on by my fingertips as it is. She says, well, you have to hold on a little longer. You can do it, Cole. I know you. He says, Raynor says he knows me too. She says, Cole, look at me. You have to keep fighting it. You have to keep fighting him. You cannot let him win. He says, but me fighting is how he does win. Rainer's just waiting for me to slip so he can drag me back into the fold. I know that's what he's doing. And she walks over and puts her hands on his face and says, he can't have you. I won't let him. And he takes her hands off and says, then save me, Phoebe. I've been ordered to kill the next witch. You have to get there first and stop me. Otherwise, Rainer will win. And she looks down and then back at him. So they are like referencing addiction really hard here in this scene, especially. And this is where I think it's they're starting to drag it a little bit. Because like, if it's that hard, then just don't go back to him. Yeah. Like, just just stay there until the potion's done. Exactly. Like, why are you doing that then? Because like, I guess the potion is like representing like rehab. I don't, yeah, but like, what? I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, because just don't go, just don't do it. Like, then he, they'll come after the charmed ones and, you know, they come up with their big potion and plan to stop him. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Literally, can't they just use that coal vanquishing potion on Raynor too? Yeah. Like, I don't know why they're making it like this, you know? You know what we just say. Plot's sake. Exactly. They really are. They're doing it to get that, this like, story across that's gonna you know all add up at the end but it's like if you just don't go it can't then nothing right so it's a little bit unusual to say the yeah. least I guess the only other thing I'll say is like with the addiction metaphor of her being like I know you're strong you can handle the temptation like bad 
bad, bad, bad if that's the allegory you're going for. Yeah, I know. That does not work very well. So then we move to this field that's under the moon. And a coven is there gathered by a fire. And we see a woman wearing the amulet. And she's talking and leading this group. And then she ends the ritual and throws something into the fire, telling the group that she'll see them next week. And then they all get up and start to leave. So the only thing I want to comment on is the woman wearing the amulet is so fucking pretty. I know, gorgeous. So then it moves over to the bushes. And in the bushes, we see Cole watching. And then Tarkin shimmers in. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, just watching your back. And Cole says, yeah, well, watching is one thing. Stabbing is another. And Tarkin's like, what's the matter? Don't you trust me? And he's like, I don't trust anyone. And Tarkin's like, you never did. It's part of what made you so great. And he says, no allegiances, no conscience, no hesitation. You know what Raynar wants. Just give it to him. You'll feel better after you kill the witch. Again, with those like references, like, you know, oh, just give in. Like, you'll feel better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously Tarkin is here as like the peer pressure, right? Like your friend who's also an addict and wants you to like come back to the lifestyle with them. Exactly. But I do like this, which is something we've brought up many times, is that Cole's never trusted anybody. Yeah. So it's nice to see even, because we were talking about last episode, how like Tarkin views Cole as a friend and seemed to have some type of trust and bond with him. But Cole didn't 100% reciprocate it. And maybe he really never did. Kind of like how he's saying here, like, you never had any allegiances. You've never trusted anyone. Yeah, Which true. makes it even more interesting how much he trusts Phoebe if he's never exactly. trusted anyone. Because it's never happened to him before. So this love is some crazy shit right here. True love. Exactly. So then we cut over to the main field and the woman with the amulet is the last one left and she's cleaning up the circle. She hears a noise and starts looking around and says, who's there? And Cole and Tarkin walk over and Cole shifts to Belthazor and she holds up the amulet and says, you can't hurt me. And Belthazor smiles and walks closer and he fights through like the force field that comes up. And that's when the sisters run up and Phoebe's like, Cole, don't. And Prue tells Piper to freeze him. And she's like, I might blow him up. And Prue throws him with telekinesis. And the sisters run to the woman. And Phoebe says, it's okay, we're witches too. And Tarkin starts to throw an energy ball, but Piper blows up a tree behind him and he falls to the ground. Piper yells and Prue tells her that that was good. Then Tarkin gets up and tells Belvazor to kill them. And he throws an energy ball at Phoebe and the woman, but the amulet protects them from getting killed, but they still go flying back. Then Piper runs over to them and Prue throws Colin Tarkin with telekinesis and they look at each other and the demons shimmer out. This was a good scene. Yeah. I mean, thank God they made it in time. And obviously Cole had that plan, but the fact that he throwed the an energy ball at Phoebe... But he knew she was also had the amulet there. So it's like, yeah. hmm, you yeah. know. Which she's going to reference. Um, exactly. I think in the next scene. But this is a really well choreographed fight. It's a really well done scene. I really, really enjoy this one. Me too, for sure. So then we're back at the manor and the sisters and the witch walk in. And then Piper calls for Leo and Prue says he's our white lighter. 
Then Phoebe says, and our brother-in-law. And Piper is complaining about her powers, and Prue calls for Leo again. Then Phoebe looks at the burn on her arm and says she's fine. It's no big deal. And then Piper's like, Phoebe, it's a huge deal. Cole tried to kill you. And Prue says, he's the demon. And Piper's like, and her boyfriend. And Phoebe's like, we have very complicated lives. And she's like, I'm just thrilled to meet you. I mean, I've heard of the Charmed Ones, of course, but I never dreamed that I'd, and Prue says, nearly die with us. And she says, you saved me and the amulet. That's enough. May I? And she looks at Phoebe's arm and asks if she can use their herb cupboard and bows. And Piper shows her to the kitchen. Then Prue walks Phoebe to the couch and she's like, I'm fine, Prue. And Cole did not try to kill me. He, th he knew that the amulet would protect me. He could have fired at you or Piper, but he didn't. With the other demon there, he made the only choice that he could. And she's like, and you really believe that, right? And Phoebe says, yeah, I know it. I saw his eyes. They were filled with pain, not evil. Prue, we got to get him out of there before it's too late. And Prue says, then we better find a way to finish that power stripping potion fast. And they get up. So really interesting here that she references his eyes as not being evil when we think back to um, the good, the bad, the and, bad the and the cursed when Bo says, I can see the evil in your eyes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like maybe he really is turning good. He's trying really hard. We know that. And I love that, like, just no matter what he does, Phoebe does not give in. Like she gives him all the chances. She fully believes him wholeheartedly and trusts him you know and gives him every opportunity and it's like like that's just so such a love thing you know yeah exactly and I really love the show kind of like making fun of itself for all the like dramatic like soap opery plots like oh yeah. like he's our white lighter and our brother-in-law he's the demon and her boyfriend <laughs> yeah I know like all the crazy shit going on in their lives and I also love like when I feel like any time they ever put another witch in the show, it's always like that where they're like, oh, your herb cupboard and your your coven and this and that. And they're all very like earthy and like witchy like that, you know, and then the charmed ones are like the only ones in the show that just act like normal human beings. <laughs> And I think part of it is because they didn't grow up witches, right? So like right. they didn't have this whole like, oh, this is our ritual room. And like, because yeah. even like Natalie, when we go back to Blinded by the White Lighter was like, oh, where is your spell room? And like this and that. Uh -huh. like. <laughs> but even, but Patty did grow up as a witch and she didn't really act so much like that either. Yeah. I guess it's just a difference in kind of their styles. Yeah, I guess. It's just funny. It is. It definitely is. So then we're in the kitchen and the witch is making a salve and Prue and Phoebe come in and Piper says, check her out, whipping it up like it's Toll House cookies. Maybe after she fixes Phoebe, she could fix me. Prue's like, Piper, you don't need fixing. She says, if it's taking the elders this long to tell Leo what is wrong with me, then I definitely need fixing. And the witch rubs the salve on Phoebe's arm and it really helps. She says, hey, how are you at making potions? And the witch asks what she needs. Prue says, we need to detox a demon. And Phoebe says, yeah, we need something called Billings Root. And she's like, will you have that? And she goes and grabs the ginger and tells them that Billings Root is what it used to be called. And Phoebe hugs her and says, Jana, you've healed me twice. And she asks Piper to help her with the potion and not point at anything. 
Then Phoebe grabs the keys and says she's going to get Cole. She says, if I'm right about what I saw in his eyes, he'll be at the mausoleum. And Prue says, and what if you're wrong? Piper says, well, then he'll be here with his buddy to get the amulet. And Phoebe says, I'm not wrong. Cole's not the enemy. He's the victim. And I'm going to save him. And she goes. Oh, the faith in him is phenomenal. Like, she just loves him so much. It's very cute. It's very cute. <laughs> it is. Very toxic, but very cute. Yeah, you know me. I, I love that toxic shit. We love a good toxic relationship, unfortunately. Yeah, and not just in TV. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yikes. And of course, Piper's one track mind with her, you know, power situation. No, I mean, she is prepped for things here, you know, saying like, well, if Cole's evil, then he's going to come here. Like, she is focused on the situation, but also obviously yeah. focused on whatever's going on with her powers and worrying that something's wrong with her. And we see, you know, that Jana's this very talented and very educated witch. So good for her. Yeah, seriously. I'm impressed. Me too. So then we move back to the underworld cave and Cole and Tarkin are there with Raynar. And he says, how could you have failed? It was just one little witch. And he's like, no, it wasn't. The charmed ones were there, just like I warned you they might be. Then Tarkin says, we could have taken them. And Cole says, we would have died. The amulet protected them. And Raynar says, which is exactly why I wanted it. What has happened to you, Balthazar? The witch's magic never would have stopped you before. You never would have given up. What's changed? And Cole says, you know what? Let's just drop the pretenses, okay? I'm tired of playing games. We both know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. And he says, no. And he's like, you don't care about the amulet. You only care about turning me against Phoebe. Raynor is like, how smart and yet foolish enough to fall in love. And he says, loving her is the best thing that's ever happened to me. You can destroy me, but you can't change that. <laughs> oh, my God. And he says, after all that I've taught you and all that I've given you, you're willing to give it all up for a witch. And he says, I'm not going to kill for you, Raynor. Not anymore. And he says, not even for your father's soul. And the white crystal ball from before appears in his hand. And Cole starts to rush towards him, but Tarkin holds him back and puts a knife to his throat. And he says, how did you get that? The source? And he says, he promised to free him if you fulfilled your end of the bargain. You kill the witch, come back and finish your obligations, and you and your father will both be free. Then Cole looks real serious and shimmers out, and Tarkin puts the knife down. Then Raynar says, all that separates us from getting him back are a few drops of innocent blood, and they're about to be spilled. What a fucking scene. I can't. Um, so I guess, you know, the beginning is working kind of the back and forth, and then Cole kind of calling him out for the games and saying, come on, let's just talk about it. And Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not going to keep pretending when we both obviously know the truth. Yes. And I love the line how smart and yet foolish enough to fall in love because you know what you're right only fools Literally. fall in love oh yeah it's a foolish thing exactly. must say but then cole's response loving her is the best thing that's ever happened to me you could destroy me but you can't destroy that if anyone ever said that about me i know that's i would crazy. die on the spot like i know like i ugh. Like, this type of movie love is what I need in my life. It's so fucking romantic. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Me too. And then 
the white crystal ball is Cole's father's soul. I know. What a plot twist, dude. Now what's he going to do? He's stuck. Like, how is he going to let him disrespect his father like that? No, literally. And the idea that, like, him and his father will both be free if he does this, do we believe him? Not a chance. Yeah, I don't believe him. The source? Come on now. Yeah. Also, like, that little ending of the scene after Cole shimmers out was so fucking unnecessary. Like, all that separates us from getting him back are innocent blood. Like, shut up. This is such exposition. We did not need that. Cut I know. Like, we know. We know what you're doing, dude. We get it. (laughs) Literally. But also, I have a question. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know how when Cole was working for the triad, it was for something? Yeah. Did I make up in my head that it was also for his father's soul because of this episode? Or was that ever confirmed? Wait, didn't they say something about his father's soul? I don't think they directly said it, which is why I'm like, did I just make that connection in my head because of this episode? Or do they ever confirm that that's what it was? I don't remember, honestly. Because I always thought that. And then I got to this episode and I was like, wait, Raynor gets his dad's soul from the source. So maybe it had nothing to do with the triad and I just made up that connection. Maybe. I Honestly, I can't remember now. Yeah. Um. Any listeners who know the answer to this question, feel free to write in and let us know because yeah. I'm really questioning whether I made that up or the show ever said that. So yeah, let me know. Please. Someone's got to figure it out. Yeah, and it's not going to be me. I don't, I, I'm I not going to do that much research. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so then we're at the mausoleum, and Phoebe's pacing, and Cole shimmers in behind her, and she turns and sees him. She's like, surprised to see me? He's like, I hoped, but why do you come after what I did? She says, because you need me. Besides, it's not like you haven't tried to kill me before. A little energy ball isn't going to stop me. He says, you know, I didn't have a choice. I didn't mean to hurt you. She says, I know, I know, I know. It's okay. We just need to get you back to the house, get that potion in you, and you will be safe. He says, it's too late for that now, and starts coughing. She's like, what do you mean? And then he starts breathing, like, really hefty and almost shifts into Belthazor, but then, like, fights it off. And she's like, we have to hurry, and holds him. He says, maybe I should shimmer us there. And she says, you can't use your demonic powers. It's too much temptation. We'll just drive. Come on. And they walk out with like their arms around each other. This whole like, like you said, this would work so well if it wasn't for the fact that they never really had that buildup before. Like it, that whole all of a sudden he's, if he turns into Beltstar, he's Beltstar forever. Like that never happened. But I think it's more of the temptation of an evil act that they're trying to show like I don't know but but in the good the bad and the cursed he killed someone with his powers Mm -hmm. and didn't shift back to being evil right and he was able to control when he was and wasn't felt this or when he was pretending to be good in the beginning yeah the only time we've ever seen him like struggle with when he is or is or isn't Belthazor was when was he was dying. When he was dying. Mm-hmm. So it just feels really unusual to me. I get that they're like painting the struggle. I also do want to bring up the kind of like obvious hints of 
this being not just a toxic relationship, but here an abusive relationship, like him apologizing for hurting her and her saying that she knows he didn't mean to do it and kind of building that in. Because I think a lot of times addiction and specifically alcoholism are related to like intimate partner violence. And so I don't think we can kind of leave that aspect of this scene out. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even make that connection, but it's totally true. So now in the manor in the attic, Jana and Piper are there finishing the potion and Prue is looking at the book and she's like, you're using bottled water. And um, he's like, for Cole, the purer, the better. And she starts shaking the potion while Prue times her and says, and she's like, Leo should have been back by now. It must mean my powers are screwed forever. They're really punishing me. And Jana says, you're a fulfillment of a great prophecy. Why punish you? She's like, oh, forgery, wanting to have a normal life, getting pissed off. By next week, I'll be walking around like carried at the prom. And then the more intense she gets, the faster she starts shaking. And Jana tells her that it's enough. And that's when Leo orbs in. And Piper's like, Leo, where the hell have you been? And Prue introduces him to Jana, and Piper's like, Leo, why are my powers so wonky? And he says, they're not. They're advancing. Turns out your powers work by slowing down molecules. And apparently now you can speed them up as well. And she's like, okay, but why now? Couldn't they have picked a better time? And Prue says, hey, okay, don't look a gift power in the mouth. That one kicks ass, and we may need it sooner than you think. And she's like, why? And then she goes back over by the book and says, because when the two amulets are drained together, only a spell can activate their power. This spell. If the Brotherhood wants to actually use the amulets, they're going to have to come here for the spell. And Jana says, but I was told that evil couldn't use the amulets. And Prue's like, maybe they figured out a way. Then Cole and Phoebe walk in and they sit down. And Prue's like, you look like hell. And he says, you have no idea. Then Phoebe says, is the potion done? And Jana says, it still has to cool and turn blood red. And then Piper and Prue go to get some ice. So I enjoyed this scene. I really like the moment between like Piper, Prue, and Jana here where Piper's talking about all the reasons the elders dislike her and Jana being like confused because she's like, you're a charmed one. Like, why would they have an issue with you? And she's like, oh, you don't understand our lives. <laughs> right. It's complicated, bitch. <laughs> And then, of course, the explanation, like we were talking about earlier, of Piper's new power makes total sense to me. That mm -hmm. works. Prue's suspicions here that the Brotherhood wants to gain access to their spell so that they can... Bit of a stretch. Big stretch? Yeah. And it's all just to connect to something later that I'm also going to throw many, many questions at when it comes up. Yeah. I think I know where we're going with this. <laughs> But it's a, yeah, it's a little bit, like, out of place. Yes. And, you know, that kind of final moment with Phoebe and Cole arriving and the sisters being like, you know, we have to cool this potion down. Let's go get ice. Like, all that works and is obviously setting up the next scene. Exactly. So then we're in the stairway and Prue and Piper are walking down. Prue says, well, look at the bright side. At least you got a new power. I mean, you've been bitching about it long enough. And Piper says, yeah, well, be careful what you bitch for. And that's when Tarkin shimmers in and Piper blows up the plant next to him and he throws an energy ball at them, but Prue throws it back with her power and misses him. He comes towards them and Prue starts kicking his ass and tells Piper to try again. 
and she blows up the bookshelf and it falls over and knocks Prue out. And she's like, <laughs> oops. And Tarkin smiles and she starts calling for Phoebe and throws a plant at him. <laughs> Phoebe starts running down the stairs and Tarkin throws an energy ball. So she just jumps over the railing and Piper focuses and blows him up. And she's like, I did it. Then she goes over to Phoebe and she's like, of course, I meant to freeze him. Are you okay? She says, I am, thanks to you. Piper says, I don't think Prue is going to be quite as grateful. And Phoebe's like, wake her up. I got to get back to Cole and runs from the stairs. You take care of this real quick. <laughs> this like, is so funny. Prue has just incurred a serious head trauma, but just wake her up. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, she'll be all right. Whatever. Not my problem. <laughs> and I guess it didn't take blood to kill him even though he's part of the brotherhood didn't take a powerful potion just piper's new power it is pretty badass it must be pretty strong yeah she does oh and that was another thing that i had wanted to say that like the explanation for the power that works for me you know the of why it's like slowing down and speeding up molecules (laughs) so up in the attic the potion turns red and Jana tells leo it's ready that's when Raynor shimmers in and throws an energy ball at Leo, and he turns into orbs and then is, like, unconscious on the ground. And Janna holds up the amulet, and Cole's like, leave her out of this, Raynor. And Janna says, I serve with every breath, even my last. And he says, I'd love to take you up on that, but I think I'll save that pleasure for my brother. Then Raynor throws an energy ball at her, and she goes flying back into the boxes, and she's knocked out and drops the amulet. And that's when Cole stands up. And outside, we see Phoebe try to open the door, but it's locked. And she starts banging on it and calling for Cole. Then back in the attic, Raynor says, I've come to take you home. And Cole says, I am home. And he says, you will be when you kill the witch. Stop fighting it, Balthazar. You're a demon. Embrace it. Let evil make you strong again. Give into it. And then outside, Phoebe's calling Cole's name. And then she calls for Leo. Back inside, the guys are standing super close. And Raynor says, the rage in you is building, but it's not me that you want to kill. It's her. Do it. Free yourself. And he looks at her and then back at Raynor and says no. So then outside through the crack in the door, Phoebe's still banging on it. And Prue walks up behind her and opens it slightly with telekinesis. And then they see Cole and Raynor. And Raynor says, is this really worth sacrificing your father's soul for? And Phoebe yells for him not to do it. Then Cole screams and shifts into Balthazar and he throws an energy ball at Janna and kills her. And he looks so upset, and then Raynor shimmers out. Then Phoebe calls his name again and looks at him just extremely shocked. Wow. Fucking crazy scene here. Leo gets knocked out, as per usual, not surprising. Yeah. I love Janna's bravery here when she says, you know, I serve with every breath, even my last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the good fact- for her, seriously that Raynor has Cole kill an unconscious woman here. Oh. It's so disturbing to watch this kind of like convincing and goading him into doing what is obviously the wrong thing and what he obviously does not want to do here. Mm -hmm. The concept of turning someone evil, making them into a killer. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. 
if we're hanging on to the addiction metaphor, it's almost like doing everything you can to set him up without literally forcing it down his throat. Right. You're like handing him the needle and everything. Like it's it's so bad. He did just about everything he could. And it's kind of that whole concept, like you say, like when you push something on someone, are you like, are they really fully to blame? Like, no, some of that responsibility, a good amount of it can fall on that person, you know, and it's kind of a hit or miss situation. And obviously it's unfortunate because this isn't something that I can imagine Phoebe could forgive him for, you know, like that's always been like their go-to thing. Like even whenever any of them turn into an evil being or something, it's like that, oh, you're safe until you kill an innocent, then you're stuck that way forever, you know, like, so that's always been the big thing of this show. So him doing that is almost like a, he can't come back from it kind of feeling, you know? And it's that moment of he gains his father's soul but loses his own almost. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. And I'd also just like to comment the actor who plays Belfazor, I have never seen emotion like this on his face before. Oh my God, absolutely killed it. Beautiful moment from him. Absolutely stunning. Like we've seen some really great emotional moments from Julian McMahon. And here we're seeing one from Belfazor. So yeah, absolutely. So then we come back from commercial and we're in the attic and the sisters open the door the rest of the way and Balthazar looks at them and Phoebe looks pissed. And he's like, Phoebe. And Piper and Prue go over to Leo and Piper's like, what did you do to him? And Phoebe runs over there too. And Balthazar screams and shifts back to Cole and he looks rough. And he's like struggling to breathe and Phoebe gets up and she says, I saw what you did. He says, it's not what it looks like. It wasn't, she says, Jana is dead and Leo is unconscious. What else could it be? He says, Rainer forced me. I had no choice. She says, there's always a choice, Cole. And he looks at the potion and takes a step toward it, but Phoebe grabs it and shakes her head. He says, before it's too late. She says, it's already too late. You killed an innocent woman. There is no turning back from that. He says, I didn't want to kill her. You got to understand that. I can still be good. She says, there's nothing good in you anymore. Prue says, maybe there never was. And she gets up and says, you have to read the spell to get the amulets to work, right? I think, Cole, maybe that was your plan all along to get the book, Piper says. But evil can't use the amulets or the book. Phoebe says, he could have if we stripped his powers. Is that why you wanted the potion, Cole? So you could get to the spell and use the amulets against us? And he starts grabbing his head in pain and turns away. He says, no, Phoebe, you've got to believe me. Piper says, I think she's believed you one too many times. And in this like kind of demony voice, he's like, stay out of this. This is between me and her. Phoebe says, there's nothing between us anymore. He says, Phoebe, don't let Rainer take this away from us. Don't let him win. She says, Rainer didn't set you up. You set me up. He says, no. She says, what am I supposed to do? He says, please save me. She says, save yourself and throws the potion on the floor. And Cole just looks defeated. And they all look at him and he just shimmers out. Oh, 
I'm so broken right now. That's so crazy. But I mean, also like, I get they're upset, but damn, just like, look at the guy. And they think that this, oh, it was his plan the whole time. And they start coming up with all these accusations. Like, all right. This is just like the greatest conspiracy theory I've ever seen in my entire life. Like Cole's literally been asking for this potion since last episode. I know. And like, what did you think? He like set up this whole plan with the Brotherhood from the beginning to run into that prophet just to do all this. I know. And to please be serious. Get to the amulet that he had no clue. Like I it does that he had no clue about. Like it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it makes no sense. I will say, you know, the earlier part before the wild accusations start flying around the room works for me. Phoebe, obviously, like you were saying last scene, not being able to accept him killing an innocent, him trying to explain that, you know, he didn't want to, all of that, and her not giving a fuck because that is the point of no return for her. Right. And I think it's hard with an addiction metaphor I guess it could be like, oh, like, you know, you did drugs or drank and accidentally killed somebody as a result. And that being an unforgivable act, that makes sense to me. Like, you'd still obviously have to pay for that. If we're going, again, for, like, kind of the idea of, like, a more abusive relationship and him saying it's not my fault and her refusing to forgive him, that also works for me. Yeah. But there is still that moment of, feeling sorry for Cole because ultimately he was pushed into this decision right and he is so broken and you know him begging for her help and her telling him to save himself I mean it does work because at the end of the day like you can help an addict but they do need to make the decision to stop using on their own it's just the harshness of the moment is difficult to watch it's but it definitely also very hard is realistic yeah exactly it's a totally realistic situation like you were saying I mean you yeah you pretty much covered it all but it totally is and you really feel for everyone every single person in that moment you know yeah and it's it's not fun to watch you know no not at all so then we are in the conservatory and it's morning time Piper is repotting the plant, then Prue walks in and starts picking up books, and she's like, sorry about knocking you out, nothing personal. And Prue says, yeah, well, at least you didn't blow me up. And Piper goes, yeah, I was kind of relieved too. And Prue says, Piper, the control will come. And she compliments her on killing Tarkin. And she was like, that was kind of cool. And Prue says, see, we can celebrate. You know, I mean, you got a new power and you beat a demon with it. And she says, I wish I could have done more for Jana and Cole. I mean, vanquishing one bad guy and losing three good guys is not exactly a winning score. And Prue says, okay, so we are still counting Cole as good, right? And Piper's like, yeah, I mean, I actually finally understand how he feels. Having something inside you that you can't control, which is capable of hurting the people you love, even if you don't want it to. Then Phoebe walks in with candles and says, I'm sorry, you guys. I didn't mean to stick you with the morning after cleanup. And she sits on the couch and Piper asks how she's doing. And Phoebe says she isn't sure. And Prue says, you have a lot to sort out. And she's like, no, not really. I lost my soulmate to evil. End of story. And Piper says, Phoebes, I think he really tried, but... And Phoebe goes, it wasn't enough. I wasn't enough. 
I thought we could do a blessing for our two fallen witches and for Cole. And they kneel in front of the table and she hands the lighted stick to Prue and she goes for Lisa, a lost sister, may her spirit soar. And Piper says for Jana, our lost friend, may we meet again. And Phoebe says for Cole, a lost love, may you find peace. And she blows it out. Then Leo walks in the door excited and says, Piper, we're going to have... And then he's like, plenty of time to talk later. And he starts to walk out, but Phoebe tells him it's okay and that they could use good news. And uh, he says that he got his passport and shows them. And Piper is super happy. And Leo says, with everything that's happened in your new power, making life a little crazy, all right, crazier, I figured the least I could do is make it somewhat normal. Anything that it takes to get you on a plane to Paris. And Piper goes, uh, you know what? I think we should wait on that. I wouldn't want to sneeze at 40,000 feet and have a whole bunch of people explode. That would be bad. And then she kisses him and they hug. And Prue and Phoebe look at them and then Phoebe looks down. This scene, I love the little blessing thing they did for all three. And I mean, it's a little weird to switch up from how intense they were in that moment versus the next day. But that's kind of typical too. Like that's understandable. Like in the moment you get really heated and say these things that go in your mind and then when you think on it you're like okay well here's what actually happened you know yeah I think they were so devastated by seeing Leo unconscious Jana being dead that they were reacting out of anger Mm -hmm. um and saying things that they didn't really mean exactly and I will say I forgot to mention this last scene taking away the potion from him so taking away his chance to get rid of his addiction and also get rid of a very powerful demon they'd rather him go back to being Balthazar yeah and just stay in the underworld like I don't understand like Phoebe you're saying may he find peace um he's never gonna find fucking peace as Balthazar (laughs) I know now you're just sending a demon back into the wild to be a killer again literally But I mean, as far as the beginning of this scene, it's cute. I like the way that they are again this morning after having that more rational discussion of the idea like Mm -hmm. they lost three good guys here, not just one. Um, So I liked that. I also enjoyed, again, the blessing. Like you said, it was cute. It was sweet. Leo coming in and then being like, oh, fuck, like, and then telling his news. You know, this episode was pre 9-11, so it was okay to make like, planes blowing up jokes but like yikes yeah Bruce's whole I mean Phoebe's whole emotion about like what's there to talk about I lost my soulmate to evil and that feeling oh that I wanted to talk about the feeling of like it wasn't enough I wasn't enough like oh because I've felt that before you know like like why wasn't I enough for this to like it's It's just like another thing that, I mean, I don't know if everyone can, maybe I'm just a depressed bitch, but (laughs) that is definitely relatable, you know? And you really feel that when she says it and like, she doesn't even have to explain what's going on in her mind for you to understand like just that emotion and why she would feel that way, even though it's not true, you know? Yes. I'll get really personal with everyone here for a minute. I won't even edit this out. So I know recently, like, I've been saying to so many people, like, I lost my soulmate, all this stuff about, like, me and my ex not being together anymore. And we actually had a conversation about two weeks ago where this was almost exactly what he said to me. He was like, 
it's not because you weren't enough. Like there's nothing you could have done different. And I was like, I'm always going to feel like I wasn't enough. So like, I really, really related to this scene so much. Yeah. It's something that, like I said, can be very relatable. I, Mm -hmm. no matter what, you know, even if they say it, even if you know, it's not true, you're not going to be able to get rid of that feeling, you know? And that's why you feel this so hard, this scene. It's just, it's not a fun feeling to have. Not a fun thing for anybody to go through. Not at all. And I'm really interested to see, like, how the show and how Phoebe is going to deal with this, the fallout from this moment. Exactly. Me too. So then we move to our final scene of the episode. We're back in the underworld cave and Cole shimmers in. Raynor approaches and says, I knew you'd come back. I've been waiting for you. He says, my father's soul, where is it? And it appears in Raynor's hand and Cole takes it. And he says, of course, now that you're evil, what can you do with it? Cole says, that's not your concern. He says, true, you were my only concern. Cole says, how do you get me to do it? A spell? He says, does it really matter? A part of you enjoyed it, didn't you? Killing the witch? He says, not as much as I'm going to enjoy this. And he turns and stabs Raynor. And he says, you killed Phoebe's love for me. Now I'm going to watch you die. And Raynor smiles. He says, I can feel your heart. It's racing even as mine slows. You're enjoying this. I can feel it. This is what I hoped for. Your inner demonic nature finally showing itself in all its glory. And Cole like pushes him away. And Raynor holds his wound. And his blood is red, which I want to comment on in a second. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're truly evil now, Balthazar. Welcome home. And he drops to the floor and flames appear around him and he fades into the ground and Cole like drops to his knees and like tears are falling from his face. Uh, poor baby. Agreed though. Why is it so hot? No, like I literally says in my notes, oh, why was that so hot though? And like literally, why was I so attracted to him in the moment? Dude, I can't because I'm the same way. Something about an like, emotional man like yeah. that. Oh my God. Yeah, pretty nuts. So, um, Raynor re- bleeding red? We were told earlier this season that the reason Cole's blood was red was because he was half-human. Yeah, so, so is Raynor? Is Raynor half-human? Or I should say was. Yeah, like, could be the case. But also, they said that warlocks don't bleed. Mm-hmm. Is it different if it's demons? Yeah, but demons usually bleed, like, a gross color, like, green or something. Yeah, that's true. Like, they very specifically said, like, Cole said, the reason my blood is red is because I'm half human. Right. Huh, so maybe Raynor was. And maybe that's why he was Cole's mentor. Could be the case. Could be the case. But maybe the show also just forgot about that. That's very possible. Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this dramatic ending. I don't know that him killing Raynor makes him evil, though, which is what Raynor's really trying to apply here. Yeah, no, not at all. But he just is happy with the fact that he's back on this side killing again and doesn't have the one thing that kept him good, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kind of like that loss of Phoebe was what was key. But literally, your death was worth breaking up Cole and Phoebe. Really, Raynor? I know, seriously. And if he could have killed Raynor that easily why didn't he just stab him from the beginning no literally literally would have saved yourself all this trouble 
Like there's so much that just like doesn't add up. But yet for some reason it's still so good. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like I'm sitting here hating on so many things, but I love this episode. Like it's so enjoyable. It's really just like like so much of it just doesn't add up though. Yeah. I think logic wise, there's a lot of flaws in this episode, but I think emotion wise and acting and like general storyline it does you know it's it makes it such a good episode and such a fun episode to watch yeah you know like despite all these flaws there is a really good chance this is going to end up on my strongest episodes of the season list right and that's mostly because of how many season-long plots are coming up here I mean we have the potential end of Cole and Phoebe mm-hmm. we have Cole possibly resuming his role as our big bad of the season here. Uh-huh. We and have Piper's new power. Piper's new power. I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's most of them, but it's definitely setting up for what is to make an interesting final two episodes of the season. Exactly. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Me too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitched podcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season three, episode 21, Look Who's Barking.